Hey, everyone. Welcome into the latest episode of the Scoop Rewind podcast brought to you by PPG, uh, alongside the other half and he'll say better half of Penn Inside Scoop, Sam Kassan. I'm Michelle Crecciolo. So we're wrapping up our look back at the back-to-back Stanley Cup runs. And with us to do that is the one, the only, Ian Cole. Uh, we had to finish strong. This is our last episode of, of this series. So we brought in one of our all-time favorites. Ian, how's it going? It's going great. How are you guys doing? I see you've uh, kept yourself well trimmed during the uh, the break here. I have. Uh, <laughs> I actually uh, had, was clean shaven when quarantine started, but it was a tough <laughs> one. <laughs> you going for the Wait, so Is that the look you're uh, trying to get here? Or how, late, how long are you going to grow it out for? Uh, until we uh, until we start playoffs again, Sam. I'm actually curious now as to who could grow a better beard, Sam or Ian. Oh, Ian's got me by a mile. Well, I just I just <laughs> put in I've just put in time. I think is what it is. Um, I just I I kind of thrive in that homeless, bearded, scraggly beard, toothless, just ugly look. And while Sam looks very professional, so um, you know can't blame him for trying to stay clean shaven. Look good. <laughs> If, if I wasn't employed, I probably would be going down the same route Ian's going to. So maybe yeah, I mean, I'm unemployed right now. I got no, no money coming. <laughs> fair point. It's very fair point. All right, enough pleasantries, Ian. The reason we brought you on the uh, show today is to talk about the 16-17 Cup run. Let's start in 16. We'll start in San Jose, the Cup final, because in Game Four, you scored a pretty big goal for the Penguins, and which ended up being a victory that led them to a three-one series lead. First of all, can you walk us through the goal? I know you remember it. Uh, yeah, pretty much just kind of skated up the side, kind of late and wide. Phil shot it. Martin Jones thought he was playing uh, goalkeeper in, in soccer and punched it out to about the far side hash marks, went right at my tape with an open net. So it uh, wasn't exactly the most um, skillful goal. Uh, pretty much had the whole net to, to shoot at and just, just had to hit it. So it was... Uh, you know, it was it was good. I mean, it's always good to get the first goal. I believe it was the first goal of the game, so always good to get the first goal and get a little momentum. But uh, nothing uh, nothing overly uh, special about it. Well, hey, at least you hit the net, right? I mean, you might have missed it. Oh, trust <laughs> me, I've missed it plenty. <laughs> <laughs> so the Penguins uh, recently posted it on social media because it, the game was re-aired uh, recently. Just what do you what goes through your mind when you see it again after you know how long it's been? Four years, I guess. Since it happened, the first thought that goes to my mind is I like the jerseys way better now than the <laughs> uh, than the Vegas gold. I'm a big fan of the Pittsburgh gold, um, but uh, but no, I mean it's it's obviously really cool. I mean, anytime you can, um, you know, really have the memories of of certainly some of the uh, the highlights of. I mean, those two cups were worth some highlights of my hockey career, without a doubt, and, and reliving those memories um, in in really any aspect is uh, is fantastic. So. Um, you know, it was uh, it's a fantastic uh, two years of my life and something that I look back at uh, very fondly. And, um, you know, it was great. It's great to see. Well, so that was your first goal in a while, but it seemed like a lot of the defensive defensemen were getting goals uh, throughout the playoffs. Like, what, what does that do for the team when you guys are able to step up and contribute the way you guys did in that regard? Yeah, you know, and I've, I've said this for a while now, and, um, you know, not to, repeat myself over and over but you know primary my primary responsibility was not to not to score a, a ton of goals or, or put up a ton of points um but to really um you know to nail down that defensive side of things but um that being said i mean if we can chip in and help out offensively you certainly want to do that um you know we as a team we're, we're trying to get everyone involved and, and 
get everyone involved offensively and get everyone involved defensively. So um, I think in today's NHL, you need all five guys um, to, to contribute uh, uh, in both ends. So it's one of those things that, uh, you know, like I said, not my primary responsibility, but, you know, if we can do it, if we can help out, you know, you certainly want to try. If you look back at that whole season, I mean, there was a lot going on with Mike Sullivan being called up. You made a lot of trades to get Trevor Daly, Carl Hagelin, Justin Schultz, all these guys came up from Wilkes-Barre Scranton, the Matt Murrays, Connor Sheary's, Brian Russ. When you think of that whole season, what is either one thing or one game, does one thing come out to you, like stick out in your mind, a memory, a moment, maybe even a moment like, oh, we, we could actually do this thing? Um, I think it was the end of the year when we were, you know, I think when, when, when Mike Johnston got fired, we were, or let go, relieved, however you want to say it. Um, <laughs> we're, uh, you know, I think we were either out of the playoffs or like barely hanging on to a second wild card. Um, Sully came in and, and I think we lost like the first four with him uh, or something like that. Um, it's not like it was a uh, snap your fingers and, uh, and turn things around. So it, things like those, like, like that's always a process. And, um, I think we really started to click kind of in, in February and, and March. And I think we won something like 18 of 20 or 18 of 21 to finish the season. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't like, I shouldn't say it wasn't hard. I mean, it was obviously hard. Every game's hard, but it seemed easy at the time in the sense that we had a ton of confidence. Our team game was shaping up exactly how we wanted it to be. Uh, and we were playing very, very well. Uh, and, and, you know, when you're playing well, you kind of get that momentum. You keep that rolling. Um, and you continue to try to put the same product out there on the ice. Uh, and we were able to, to get into a great groove going into the playoffs. Uh, and, and, you know, that whole playoffs, you get the confidence that we had through that whole stretch run, um, I don't think that there was any – I mean, we would lose games – lose games to San Jose, for instance, in the cup finals. And I don't think that there was any, even the, the smallest waiver uh, in the confidence that we had in our team and in our team game. Um, and looking back, I mean, I'm sure it was hard at the time, but looking back, you know, there was no doubt in my mind that we were going to win that Stanley Cup, that we were the best team in that playoffs. Um, that's how confident we were as a team. Um, and, you know, I think that it was something that was, was very unique and uh, certainly something that every team strives to kind of get in that groove. And um, you know, we happen to get into it. So, yeah, it's interesting you say that because I feel like we felt the same way. You know, obviously, we're not in the room with you guys, but watching you guys, you know, game in, game out, you felt like a team of destiny. So, it was no surprise, I think, for us to see you guys, you know, lift the Stanley Cup. And for you, Ian, when you look back on it, like, just what comes to mind when you think about, you know, the horn sounding, you know, celebrating with your teammates um, and with it being your first one? Um, just like, what, what, what? You, what comes to mind when you reflect back on that? Um, it was it was kind of funny because the two the feelings were so different after the two, right? I mean, obviously you win, you're excited, you're thrilled, it's awesome. Um, the first one, you're almost like the first one we won, it was almost like I can't believe this is happening. This is so crazy. I never thought I'd be here. And I think at the time, you know, you're so wrapped up in the moment of. You know, you're just like, okay, I got to have a good shift. I need to win my battle. I need to have a good period. And we need to win this game. And then it, you just, you win enough games and all of a sudden it's over and you won. And you're like, wow, like that actually just happened. That's, this is crazy, right? Um, you kind of take a step back and you're like, holy crap, like this is, this is unbelievable. Um, and I, I think it was like, this is awesome. Let's party. This is the greatest thing of all time. 
which it all all is valid and all is true. And then as opposed to the second one, which was crazy because it's like you're almost I just I felt this way that it was like I'd go out for 30 seconds and I feel like and I was exhausted. Like it played so much hockey that like by the Stanley Cup finals and by like later on in the playoffs, that last um, that last the last the 17, the 17 when it was like it was I was like exhausted all the time. So it was like we won and I was like, oh, thank God that's over. Like, I just want to go to sleep. I'm just so tired. <laughs> so uh, two very different feelings for sure. It's interesting because I remember asking uh, Justin Schultz about that after winning in Nashville and asking if there's one he appreciated more and he's the second one because it was so much harder. A hundred percent. It was so much harder. And, you know, we're obviously missing some great players on our team and, and, and Tanger. And then, you know, Dale's got hurt at the finals. Uh, Bones broke his leg. And it was like we were missing so many pieces and so many guys stepped up and just played unbelievable. And uh, it was really, uh, really cool and really unique to to do that together and as a team. And obviously, especially back to back was awesome. And but yes, extremely different feelings and extremely uh, different reactions to to win the Stanley Cup. Well, when you went into the offseason, into that second year, because basically the entire team from the 16 Cup was kept intact. So heading into that year, did you have a good feeling that there was a chance to repeat? Because I, I remember uh, at the parade. One of the things Mike Sullivan said when he got up there was like, let's do this again next year. It was almost, and he said he, he was kind of a challenge to the group because he had a good feeling that it was possible that you guys could go back to back. Did, as a player, did you kind of have that same mentality? Like we've got pretty much the same core, the same group. We could do this again. Yeah. I mean, I think it's very easy in that situation to say, Hey, let's do this again. Um, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that you ever say the opposite and say, wow, like no chance for doing this again. Like might as well shut it down now. Um, but I mean, I think that, you know, we had the same team. Everyone was feeling good. Everyone liked their team. Everyone liked our personnel. And, uh, you know, the season is incredibly long. And I think the ability to, um, you know, to make it through the season, I mean, there's ups and downs. And, you know, there were times, like in every year, when, you know, we won a couple games and we we're going to, for sure, going to win a second time or, or we lost a couple games and then we were the worst team ever. We need to trade everybody. So um, there's always those ups and downs. It's about kind of, uh, leveling those curves off and, and trying to, to continue to, to get better and improve. And, you know, I don't think you ever know you're going to win it or, or, or um, you, you never know how it's going to end until it actually does. I mean, you got feelings and you have, you know, inclinations, but I don't think you're ever sure about anything. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that we thought that we had as good of a chance as anyone to, 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 do, to do it again. And, and with our play and, and with our, uh, competitiveness and certainly how you know committed we were in that in that second year you know uh we continued to hang around and hang around and hang around and found ourselves in a position where we were like you know hey we're in the finals and you know we're up a couple games you know after getting outplayed um you know we can do this again like let's let's go like let's let's finish this and then we were able to do it so i mean ian going into the playoffs i mean just the injuries you had on the blue line, it was, it was crazy. I mean, you were um, Ole, you know, broke his hand uh, in February. Uh, Trevor Daly had knee surgery, obviously. Um, Chris Letang underwent surgery to repair that herniated disc. He was, you know, lost for the playoffs from the year before. I mean, just how good was he the year before in terms of helping you guys, you know, get to that point? So, like, what was it like for you guys as a group mentally going into that second playoff run with such a depleted blue line and knowing it was going to be like 
a grind to like get through it. Yeah, um, I think I saw something after the fact that like, we were the first team to ever win a Stanley Cup and have zero defense with like a Norris Trophy belt, right? So like essentially saying that we didn't have like one stud defenseman <laughs> the time we won, right? Like during the playoffs. And and I mean, those are, I mean, losing all the guys you just mentioned, I mean, certainly losing Tanger was such a huge part of our team and, and of our blue line and a guy that we, we relied on so much to, I mean, not only five on five, but PK and, and power play and, and every special teams. Um, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was one of those things where you almost try not to think about it. Like, you know, as a player, you're not going to be like, okay, Tanger's hurt. I'm going to go be Chris Latang, right? I'm going to go uh, dangle everybody and show how great of a skater I am. Um, like, that's not, you know, <laughs> what we need as a team. And quite frankly, that's not, <laughs> can't do it. Um, I know Ron Hainsey did do that. And uh, was it the Ottawa series where he had that coast to coast goal? Do you, like, do you guys remember that? That was against Nashville in game five when they, right. he won six to nothing. Yeah. And he went coast to coast and had to get it happen. Yeah. Actually, like, Dumo sent me that uh, on one of the replays like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Iconic. But anyway, continue. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that as, as a group, you try to come together and do your job better than you did it previously. And I think you come together and you try to elevate your game to make up for the um, the guys that are hurt or the guys that aren't in it. So um, you know, Ron was at, Ronnie was obviously a huge additional to a huge addition to our team. Um, and I think that Dale's was fantastic and and Schultze was great. And, you know, I'm trying to do my job and 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 Oli and uh, you know who came in, Chad, uh, whoever I don't even remember who was in. Um, you're <laughs> nodding yes, so great, I nailed it. Yes. Um, but I mean, I think that everyone, you know, did a little more, contributed a little more. I mean, I actually watched the, when NBC was replaying those games. What was it last week? I think at this point, I, I taped them all and I watched game one. I still need to watch two, three, four, five, six. Um, but like game one, I don't think we got a shot on net for like the last like 30 some minutes. But then Gens came down and sniped and we won the game. So, you know, we were able to uh bend but not break uh in that sense where like you know what we got outplayed for for portions of it and large portions of it but you know what like you're able to find ways to win and that's what good teams are able to do you mentioned bending and not breaking you mentioned Genzi too and all these injuries well, heading into the first series against columbus you're going in uh, you're going at the warm-ups right so you're thinking all right getting ready to go for this first game and then it comes down that matt murray ends up getting hurt in warm-ups Obviously, Marc-Andre Fleury comes in, and you, when you think back to that Columbus series, I think of Marc-Andre Fleury just facing, like, 47 shots per game, and Ryan Gens, uh, or, sorry, uh, Jake Gensel getting a hat trick, getting a goal in overtime to win the game. So, like, those were two of the bigger stars. What do you think of – what do you remember most when you think back to that Columbus game or series? Yeah, I mean, we, we would not have won that second cup without Flower. Um, so, I think in that sense, you know, that's – that was pretty special. Um, I mean, he's he's one of my good buddies. Still see him to this day, um, and it's. Uh, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame goaltender. Um, you know, Murr was fantastic for us. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he he won two Stanley Cups as a, you know, as a as a rookie and as in a second year guy. I mean, he's a world class elite goaltender. So is Mark Andre Fleury. So we were very fortunate to have those two guys, and you know, we wouldn't be in either of those positions without, without flower. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that it's, 
um, you know, it's unfortunate how things probably ended there. And I'm sure he's not, you know, wasn't thrilled with that. But I think anyone that knows anything about hockey and, and watched those games knows that we wouldn't have been in the position that we were at without him. So, I mean, Gens obviously was fantastic and, and certainly contributed offensively. But, I mean, Flower was unbelievable and, and certainly kept us in those games and gave us a chance to win. I mean, and, and our goalies did that. I mean, Murray included in this, did that for two years. I mean, we weren't perfect. We weren't the tightest defensive team in the playoffs either of those years. And our goalies played fantastic and gave us a chance to win. So, I mean, all the credit in the world to those guys. And then, you know, for our for Gens and in, in this case, and, and certainly all the other offensive guys for stepping up. And obviously, I mean, Flower carried that over to the Washington series. But I, I feel like, you know, Columbus was a hard series. Washington was a hard series. Like, I mean, what, what's the feeling coming out of, coming out of that one, um, you know, in game seven and like getting the job done and knowing that you, you know, it's like you got to the final again, but I, just what you had gone through, I guess, to get to that point. I mean, the Eastern Conference final, I should say. That was always, I mean, that was always our nemesis, right? In those, in those years. I mean, they're, they nemesis. were an awesome team. <laughs> Uh, uh, awesome team awesome personnel um fantastic roster um a team that had been successful but can't it never was quite able to kind of turn that corner or kind of uh um and i think that it was um they really wanted it i mean clearly obviously they won a cup uh whatever the year later um but we were able to to find ways to win hockey games, whether that was special teams uh, as far as PPRPK and, or digging down and, and, and being in some weird situations against them and, and figuring out ways to win. Um, I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty remarkable. And I think that, you know, that's, a, it takes a special team to do that. Um, you know, different guys stepped up in different situations, whatever their roles were, even if there wasn't their roles. I mean, there were situations where, you know, fourth line guys or third line guys are stepping up and carrying the offensive load when, when, when Sid's getting a hard matchup or, or Gino was getting a hard matchup. And, uh, that's what you need to win. You need guys to step up and you need everyone to step up and, and, and contribute. Well, speaking of game sevens, I feel like nothing prepares you really for a game seven do or die the stakes, but when it goes to an overtime and then a second overtime, where's, where's the nervousness level, uh, for you guys, whether, whether it was you personally or just on the bench, I mean, was there a feeling of confidence? I know one bad shot and it could all end for you, and that's what it comes down to in a game seven overtime, but where was, what was the mentality on the bench? What was it like once you saw students get that puck in the net? Which, ironically enough, is how it ended for them. <laughs> <laughs> right. One, one flutter puck came in and, it, uh, and, it, and it was over. Um, I mean, it's, it's, that's the way it is, right? And I think the, the margin for error in playoff games is so small. I mean, usually it ends up being like one or two mistakes and the game's over and you lost. Um, you know, in this case, it was not really a mistake. I mean, a great play by Sid to find Cooney. Cooney, I mean, puck kind of rolled on him as he shot it and it just kind of, and it went in. And I mean, you, you try to do everything right to put yourself in good positions to take advantage of a little bit of puck luck. Um, and we certainly did that. So, um, you know, the, uh, that very easily that they, that coin could have flipped uh, against us uh, many many times throughout that game seven or certainly any series or, or any of the games in the playoffs quite frankly so um, you know it takes a ton of luck to win in the playoffs you know we certainly got luck in that particular instance for sure Kohler what was it like to be on the ice 
for that double overtime series winner. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Like when Sid came, when Sid got kind of cut back, I kind of like came around the top and was about to like come downhill and I had my stick cocked and I wanted it. And it went to <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn. Like if he just had taken one more step, he could have like laid it into me and I could have just like walked into a one-timer. So I, I saw it was going to Cooney instead, and I was kind of like, oh, damn. And then Cooney shot it, and I was like, oh, like, that's got a chance. And then I kind of like, because it came off high, right? And then it like came off, and I'm like, oh, that's over the net. And then I was like, oh, wait, that's got a chance. Oh, wait, that's dipping. Oh, wait a second. Oh, my God, that went in. And then, uh, like, obviously just go bananas and, and come into the pile and give those guys just huge hugs. Um, I will say this. I mean, uh, watching, rewatching that a couple 16 games and and certainly that that that's a couple games from from 2017 Cooney was freaking unbelievable like he was he is such a good player like he is still in my mind is one of the more underrated players I mean certainly on that team but you know in the NHL during his career I mean man was he he did everything he was unbelievable and a real team guy too because a lot of people forget going into that game he hadn't scored a goal since mid-February was put on the fourth line for most of the playoffs and then in that game, he got the first goal for the Penguins. And the coaching staff saw something in him, so they bumped him up to Sid. And of course, that all worked out pretty well when he shot that fluttering rainbow puck that just found its way into the net, almost like it was fate or destiny. Yeah, he and Sid had some pretty established chemistry there. So I'm glad that they uh, got back together in that game because, uh, you know, uh, when, 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 when things are tough, you know, you want guys that you know step up, right? You want guys that you know can um, can can kind of shoulder that load. Uh, and Cooney had been doing it four years and and had done it great for us all season long, um, and and obviously stepped up in that particular instance. And uh, you know, it's in really tight situations like that, you rely on the guys that have, have done it before and have done it for a long, long time. And and Cooney uh, certainly stepped up. So. Obviously, you guys as players are focused on the games and, and winning, but I mean, how excited were you guys to, I mean, not only advance to the final, but to do it in Nashville with how awesome of a city it is? Yeah, um, we didn't. <laughs> awesome city, yes. Uh, Stanley Cup finals, if you're participating in them, you don't really experience the city. Um, I mean, I was in bed by 9 30, 10 o'clock every night. Um, you know, we had dinners at the hotels. Um, there's a lot of temptation in there, but fortunately for us that, you know, we had a very mature group and even the young guys in our team were very mature and handled it very, very well. And the, uh, um, yes, I mean, winning there was a lot of fun. We had our own team party, so it's not like we went out on Broadway or anything. Um, but it is a great city. It was a ton of fun. The rink was awesome. I mean, obviously great competition, uh, against the Preds there and, um, it's always kind of fun. I mean, I remember the last time, the first time back in, well, San Jose as well, but, but certainly back in Nashville after we won, you're kind of thinking back to the last time you were there, which was when there was about two inches of the standing beer and champagne on the floor. And you're like, wow, they didn't even change the carpet. Like, that's weird. <laughs> like, how did they not get rid of this place that crashed like four months ago? Um, but, uh, but it was a pretty cool, uh, I mean, it's a great experience. It's, it's one of my favorite cities and, and certainly still is. And it got off to a weird start. I'd say the game one against Nashville was one of the weirdest games I've ever seen. It starts with Subban getting a, a goal that's then disallowed for the offside. And then the Penguins score three goals in the final five minutes of play to take a 3 nothing lead. 
And then you're thinking, oh, this is over. They're off and flying. And then 37 minutes without a shot. In that 37 minutes, Nashville claws their way back to tie the game. And then, as you said earlier, uh, Gensel scores the goal to give you guys the lead. First of all, on the bench, are you guys just like, somebody just shoot a puck to get it on net just so you can get it out of your mind. You know, like, I don't care if it's 150 feet away. Just put it on the net, get it over with. But then, like, to see Gensel get that goal probably had to be a huge boost to the bench. Yes, indeed, it was a huge boost to have him score with two minutes left. Sam. <laughs> um, Thank you, Captain Obvious, right? <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I, mean, I agree, man. It, I, I just watched it two days ago. It was a weird game. Um, I mean, really cool that we won. I mean, obviously a ton of energy in the building. The fans were awesome. Um, but it was weird. It was definitely a weird game. Uh, certainly a game that, um, like, going back and watching it, like, I didn't think we played well. I didn't think that, I mean, granted, the, the the one they they showed was like had large chunks of periods cut out of it so i don't didn't see the exact everything <laughs> um but uh but yeah i mean it was something that it was a wild situation i mean it was i mean not getting a shot for 37 minutes is crazy and uh you know i mean uh, getting the against having that shot i mean it was i mean it was an unbelievable shot too i mean it was like right up over his glove i mean he's probably half as pecker in it was probably half asleep at that point <laughs> So I uh, can't even really fault him. I mean, obviously, it, like, if you could have gotten a shot, you would have. But, like, what, <sighs> look back at it, like, well, what do you think it was that was limiting you guys? Well, I mean, in, in the broadcast, Pierre kept talking about how, like, oh, we keep moving the puck up the boards and they keep cutting yeah. off. And I don't know. I just rewatched it. I mean, I think there were so many uh, alternative plays that we could have made as uh, certainly as defensemen to help us get out of our end. And, um you know, just I, I was probably super annoying to watch the game with two days ago because I kept like pausing it, rewinding it, going back, watching it. And I was like critiquing <laughs> our game. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I think there were there were a ton of opportunities for us to get that momentum and and, and kind of grab hold of the game and, and be a little bit more, I don't know, mature or in, in how we handled their pressure. Um, maybe we're able to handle that better and, and certainly get the momentum and turn it back in our favor. But, um, you know, they were playing very, very well. And, and, and I think that, uh, you know, we, we didn't handle that really well, uh, the, their push, I guess. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of things we could have done better for sure. Watching the game, I was like, man, like, I didn't think I played very well. I was like, oh, man, I did not play very well. Like, so, um, but it was, uh, you know, we got the win. And that's what matters in the playoffs. I mean, you can get – not have a shot for 37 minutes but if you win the game series is still one nothing you know so we'll take them the series was one nothing it was also two nothing and you said earlier on this uh podcast that you thought you had been outplayed but still were up two nothing in the series and we could almost do this again then what was the feeling when you lose two and it's a two two series so if you think you got outplayed in the first two and still won and it comes down to a two two series where was the confidence level then heading into that game five in pittsburgh yeah yeah no i mean um you know it was Obviously, two nothing going up to nothing is great. Uh, losing two games in a row, and uh, you know, definitely being, um, you know, probably not putting our best products out there. From what I remember, um, in game three and four, um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely shook the confidence a little bit. But at the same time, you you step back and you look at it and you're like, all right, well, we won our two at home. They won their two at home. Series is two two. Like it's a best of three series now. You know. We, we go and we have to win the next game. That's really all there is to it. So we go out and we end up doing that, winning the next game. And then we're one win away. 
from a Stanley Cup. And we're like, well, all we got to do is dial it in for one game, like win one hockey game. And I think that's, you know, kind of that see in the moment mindset where you, you try to kind of break the series down into, into smaller chunks, right? And just think, okay, like we just need to win this game or win this period or win this shift. Um, and I think that when you're able to do that and kind of uh, hyper-focus uh, in situations, it, it leads to um, more success, at least is, is what I found. Well, so we'll get into game six and the celebration in a second, but I wanted to go back to what you were talking about earlier about how physically taxing this series was, especially like on the defenseman. Like, what is it like after, you know, each game in terms of the recovery? Like, what did you do to get yourself ready to go for the next game, considering like the grind you guys were going through, um, especially on the blue line? Yeah, yeah, a lot of minutes there and, and certainly <laughs> some long and, and very hard fought games. They forecheck, uh, I mean, did and then still do uh, very, very hard and certainly try to force you into a ton of mistakes. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty much just trying to sleep as much as we can, get get some good food, try to try to recover and, and replenish fluids as as quickly as you can. Um, and uh, and like I said, I mean, it was it was a weird experience that I'd never felt before, just playing that much hockey and, and that for that long and at that high of an intensity level that. I mean, I'd go out for a 30-second shift, and I'd basically like hop out. They'd dump a puck in. I'd break out, and then I'd like change. And it was like in the first period. I'm like, man, I am exhausted. And you're just constantly fighting through, like, but like all the fatigue that you've ever felt, like, is all just kind of like culminated in that one moment in time. And you're just, you're so tired, and you're just like, I just, I don't want to mess up. Like, I don't want to be the reason my team loses. I don't want to make a mistake. So you just try to battle it out as best you can. And then you're like, I got to get off the ice. I'm cast. So, <laughs> um, and I think everyone's like that. Cause we were talking about it. We're like, man, I'm so tired. <laughs> like, dude, I'm exhausted. And Duma was like, man, I am, I can't even move. So we're all talking about it. And like, somehow we found a way to just battle through and get through it. And, um, you know, which is fantastic. I mean, I think it's, it's a ton of credit to, to, to the guys to be able to battle through. Yeah. There were some times in, in that last series and that finals where I'm just like chugging Gatorade, just trying to get like any sort of energy, like just give me as much sugar as possible. I don't care if I pass out as soon as the, the buzzer sounds at the end of the game, but like just give me some sugar now because I have no energy. So, I mean, I mean, we're drinking coffee, we're, we're taking, as, getting as much sugar as we can and uh, just trying to like get some energy to finish the game and then, sleep for a day and a half and then do it all over again it's funny that you point that out too because uh you finished with 19 minutes average ice time during that playoff it was the lowest on the penguins but brian doolin had the most at 21 minutes so only two minute difference so talk about an even distribution of the minutes and yet you're all gassed and tired with the short shift so uh, i mean how much was uh, jacques martin kind of pulling the strings there to kind of get you guys at that balance level where he wasn't overtaxing any one of you yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, there's a, uh, you know, I think that when, um, you know, when you have guys that you trust, uh, and obviously that's, you know, I'm not a coach, I don't know how much they actually trusted us, but I think you tend to, uh, you know, you want to roll guys, if you see guys retired, you don't want to extend anybody, you want to continue to kind of keep guys, keep guys going and keep guys in the game. Um, as far as like playing minutes, but also, you know, you don't want guys to be playing 30 minutes if they can't handle 30 minutes. Right. So um, I think in that case, you pretty much rolled all six guys. I mean, maybe a couple special team shifts here or there. I mean, that, that leads to that minute, minute and a half, two minute different difference. Right. So um, 
I mean, generally speaking, um, you know, we pretty much just rolled them, which was, and, and that's what's funny is that guys were taking, pretty much everyone was taking like 30 second shifts. Like if they got stuck out there, that was the only reason they were out there for much longer than that. So, um, I mean, even watching that first game, like I said, a couple of days ago, like I'd go out, I could break out and then I'm like gone <laughs> for like 30 seconds. You go. Um, so I was like, getting off the ice real quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, obviously that's something that the coaches tried away and, and, uh, you know, put, put who put out, put whoever is playing well out there on the ice. And, and I think everyone was playing pretty well. And obviously we didn't have success in game three and four there. Um, but, you know, that's the nice thing about playoffs is that, uh, you know, once those games are done, it's not like they really, they don't really matter at this point anymore. Right. Like, so just cause we lost three, four, that doesn't mean we can't win six there. And that's the mindset you got to kind of take into it. It has to be a fresh, uh, clean slate and go into it and, and be able to, you know, uh, perform and, and, and play in a very, um, high energy, um, high stress environment. And, um, you know, and I thought for the most part, like the game was zero, zero all game and they were a good team and they were coming hard. So I think, uh, you know, I don't know when I'm going to watch it, maybe the next week or so, but I might have a different uh, thought process uh, if you ask me then. But as of right now, I, mean, I think we played a pretty decent game. I mean, zero, zero, I'm sure Murr played great as usual. Um, but, uh, but I think that uh, obviously we, we were able to kind of dial it in for, for one game and, and play well. And then, you know, Horny comes, uh, gets a huge goal there to, to, to break the game open there with, I don't know what, five minutes left or whatever it was. It was actually two minutes. Yeah, two minutes it was two left. minutes. Boys love scoring late in the third, eh? Just <laughs> I was going to say, it probably felt like five minutes or maybe like a million minutes. Yeah, yeah, the last two <laughs> felt like a long time. Did you, what's the clock's ticking down and it gets near two minutes? Are you thinking like, oh, this is going to go to overtime at any point? Like, we got to keep this thing going. Who knows when it'll end? And then when Horny does score, I mean, what's the, what's the feeling on the bench when you see that? I know the game's not over. But a one nothing lead at that point, it's got to be a huge, again, a huge lift to score a goal with uh, two minutes left in the third period. Uh, I'm, just coming. I'm just giving a crap, Sam. Uh, <laughs> I love you, dude. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, when you score goals, it's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, no, it's, uh, I mean, it was huge. I mean, it's obviously zero zero tie. You know, you want to try to score, but you don't want to try to score at the expense of giving up a goal, right? So, um, especially in the playoffs, teams kind of try to err on the side of caution. Like they don't want to be either the, the reason that your team loses or, or do something to lead to your team losing, right? So, you know, yes, you want to create, yes, you want to go score goals, but at the same time, you want to do it in, in the right way and, and certainly in, in, in the right uh, opportunities and as they, prevent, as they present themselves, right? So we're actually, uh, Schultz and I were out there for that. And, you know, Schultz, he got it, walked and shot it. And I was like, oh, please go in. And then he missed the net. And I was like, oh, damn. And then I look over and Horny is like behind the net, like banking it off him. And I'm like, no, I, I couldn't believe it went in. I mean, unbelievable goal. Like maybe the most Patrick Hornquist goal of all time, just battling in front, like banking it in from behind the goal line. But, I mean, he's a he's a world-class player. And, you know, that's what he does. He scores big goals in, in, in big moments. And it was uh, – it was uh, – it was awesome. I mean, it was one of those things where it was like, all right, like we scored. That's cool. We got two minutes left. Like, don't F this up. Like, do not let them <laughs> score. Like, I don't care whatever, whatever it takes. You know, at that point, I mean, you're playing defense, you're grabbing guys, you're throwing guys, you're 
clutching and grabbing and I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's prison rules, certainly in front of that and in our D zone. So, um, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, again, a unique experience being up a goal with two minutes left in, in an elimination game in the Stanley Cup finals, but all the credit in the world to our guys to, to figure out a way to get it done. I think the, uh, the common denominator here is you're on the ice for all these big goals. Yeah, I'm just going to say yeah. that. <laughs> doing, doing nothing, just chilling on the ice, but like, I'm, I'm out there. <laughs> Oh, I love you're just like going through like mental roller coaster. I love that you took us on this journey with you from oh damn to like oh wait to oh it went in. Pretty much, yeah. Well, then as the clock's ticking down, it's clearly over. Obviously, two nothing, and then it goes down. Is it again celebration on the bench? You said this time it was more like oh man, I'm so exhausted, I'm so tired. But I'm sure the thrill was just the same, and uh, getting to spend it obviously with your teammates after a tough battle, a two month just brutal battle, like scrape and claw and get there to win this one uh, obviously it feel almost more special because of what you had to go through to get it done the second time yeah for sure without a doubt um it was uh like, like i said the fatigue levels were, were extremely high especially like as that playoffs went on and certainly now in the finals um and it was almost like uh like it was a bit of a i mean i don't want to say a sigh of relief but it was like a kind of like taking a breath like oh like Thank God that's done. I was so tired. Like, I don't know if I could have played a game seven or I don't know if I could have gone to overtime. Like I was so tired. Um, but it was, uh, it, it was an unbelievable experience. I mean, the excitement, I mean, you're thrilled, but at the same time, like, again, like there's so much fatigue. You're like, this is awesome. And then you're like, Oh God, like, can we just get the cup and like, get out of here? Like, <laughs> so it was definitely different, but, uh, certainly was something that i mean i look back upon the second win and think how hard it was and how much we went through to 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 do it and, and to accomplish that win that second time and so definitely uh very very cool and, and and very uh very well earned so sam asked you this about 16 i'll ask you about 17 like when you think back on that run just like what are some moments or stories that come to mind. Um, you know, we asked this to Eric Fair and he said, you know, from 16, he said, oh, honestly, just like being around the boys, like going to dinner on the road, playing card games. Like for you, when you think back on, on that group and that run, like wh what brings a smile to your, to your bearded face? <laughs> what brings an ugly smile to your bearded face? Oh, thank you, Michelle. Yeah, I mean, it's, like that's that's uh i mean i think it's a very appropriate answer for sure um i mean i think that you and i still got some uh some awesome videos um from the locker room i mean there's not little like i wouldn't say there's one like there's not like moments where it's like oh like this whole evening or whatever or night or dinner there's like little snapshots of little things you remember throughout everything and, and yes i think they're all related around the boys and the team and 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 just having a great experience going through those things and, um, you know, and, and taking the cup in the shower afterwards, after we went over to the change room, and, um, you know, there's some, uh, you know, there's, there's this great little snippets that you remember that are, um, just a ton of fun and, and always, uh, always a fantastic, uh, always great to look back upon for sure. I remember, uh, how Gil actually was talking uh, about the 09 cup win. And, uh, he, he said, he remembered just being in the locker room, Drinking champagne, looking at the cup, being bloodied, bruised, and but exhausted, but it was over. And he just kind of said he just was sitting there staring at the cup and just looking at it and drinking the champagne and thought, this is the greatest moment of my life. I'm sure you've had yeah. similar. 
Yeah. And I think in the first one, you're, you're so excited and you still have a ton of energy and you're just like, oh, this is so awesome. So you can't really like step back from that. <laughs> but for this, the second one, for sure, you're, uh, at least in my experience, I was like way more tired um, that uh, you're able to kind of sit back, take a breath and be like, wow, like, this is so cool. Like, I can't believe we just did this like again. Like, this is unbelievable. Like, what an experience. Like, what a team. What a group of guys. You know, and, and, and being able to do that for, you know, for the city of Pittsburgh and uh, be a part of the storied legacy that, that, that is the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, it's something that, you know, you're never going to forget, never going to. Um, I don't think you can ever undervalue that. I think it's just such an amazing experience and the city is, it was so great to, to us, you know, certainly before we won, but, but obviously, uh, you know, when we won as well. And, you know, I have uh, the fondest of memories for sure. I know when you were talking about your fondest memories, you meant to also say being interviewed by Sam and I at numerous points along the way. Yes. Being asked how nice it was to score game winning goals two minutes left. <laughs> yeah. It's you awesome, missed. man. Like, it's great. <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. You just is queuing up those softballs for you, I know. So, yeah. I appreciate it. That's why I love you, Sam. You're the man. Well, thanks so much, Ian, for taking the time to join us. We, uh, we miss you, buddy. It was great catching up with you. Beers yeah, hey, uh, anytime. I'm always available for you guys. You know that. All right. There he is. Two-time Stanley Cup champion, number 28 in your programs, but number one in your hearts. For Ian Cole and Sam Kassan, I'm Michelle Carcillo. Thanks for tuning into this episode of The Scoop Rewind presented by PPG. We'll catch you next time.